Hey there, I'm Jeff Finley, and this is the Maker Mistaker podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about my road trip coming to an end. And this past week, I spent almost the entire time at the Monroe Institute in Virginia. And the Monroe Institute is a place I've always wanted to go for the past couple of years. It's a it's a a school essentially where they teach you how to do out of body travel, astral projection, lucid dreaming, different consciousness exploration techniques, essentially becoming more in tune with your higher self, with your true self through visualization, imagination and consciousness um shifting and awareness and meditation, all that kind of cool stuff. And I got to spend the whole week there during the five-day out-of-body intensive with uh, William Buhlman. And William's one of my favorite authors on the subject of -of out-of-body experiences. So I want to get into that. But um, before that, I was in Asheville, which you guys know from my last podcast. And I left Asheville and um, I'm on my way to Virginia. But before I left, I had a, a hypnotherapy session with my hostess from my Airbnb. She happens to be uh, an energy healer and hypnotherapist, amongst other things. And she did a past life regression slash hypnotherapy uh, session on me. I asked her to do this because I'm, I'm curious. And I also just um, was wanting to get a handle on some of the issues that come up regarding my fears around uh, love and sexuality. And from what I can remember, um, it was we didn't really get much in the past life stuff. I wasn't really very receptive to it. I wasn't finding much in my visualization as she was going through hypnosis on me. Um, So we kind of skipped that, and we ended up doing a bunch of inner child work where I would call forth, in my imagination, in my very relaxed state, I would call forth my uh, part of myself, uh, the earliest memory I can remember of feeling this particular, you know, fear around my sexuality or rejection or shame or something like that. And then... I would, you know, in my mind's eye, I would see like a three-year-old version of me or even an infant of myself. And I got a chance to interact with it and hear what it had to say. And this is really, really interesting. I did this with um, with my inner infant, inner three-year-old. And then I, and she asked if there was anybody else that wanted to come out. And my, you know, 13, 12, 13-year-old self came out. And then even my 25-year-old self came out. And I got a chance to interact with it and talk to it and give it what it really needs and tell it that everything's okay and and integrate that back into my heart. So if that kind of sounds a little woo-woo to you, I totally understand, but it was super effective emotionally for me. Um, and I left and she recommended a book called Homecoming by John Bradshaw as sort of like the ultimate inner child work that she got her some of her inspiration from was she expanded on some of his teachings. And so I listened to the inner child uh, audiobook or the homecoming audiobook on my way to Virginia to the Monroe Institute. And boy, man, so those this the this guy, I love the way he talks about this stuff. He is so on point. He talks about almost every single problem that you have in your life, your fears and your insecurities stem from the very, very beginning of your life and your early, early stages of development. Whether you are an infant and you're codependent with your family, you know, you're born into this life completely dependent on them, on your mother, on your father. And any needs that you didn't get met or that were were sort of um, interrupted or something during that time, 
you might recycle and manifest in your adult life moving forward. You know, anxious codependency, attachment, you know, there's a whole lot I can get into, but I suggest you go look up some YouTube videos of John Bradshaw or look up the book Homecoming. I really, really recommend it. I will say this, though, that the meditations that he had you do, I mean, I could do them when I was driving. He wasn't he wasn't really having you meditate, essentially, but he was just guiding you through um, bringing your inner child out. And, and he was saying things that you could imagine saying to yourself, you know, like one of the things that really got me was he told me to tell myself that I am the only person in your entire life that you'll never lose. And that was incredibly powerful for me. I mean, I was just crying tears of just tears of relief and tears of joy and tears of just unconditional love were just streaming down my face behind my sunglasses as I was driving down the freeway. Super awesome stuff. Um, and I mean, I, this stuff is so powerful, you know, I, it's not something you want to do like every single day. It's, it takes a lot out of you, but it was so healing and so interesting to me. So it kind of set me up great for being here at the Monroe Institute where I got a chance to spend five, five or six consecutive days doing a ton of meditation and a ton of out of body, um, techniques. And, and I'll get into that in a second. So, so let me tell you like what the Monroe Institute is. And like I told you, it's like an institute or a school that's been around since the 70s um, where they teach you how to explore your consciousness and develop yourself spiritually for personal growth and for increasing your awareness. And I thought I heard about it way back when I read Robert Monroe's book two years ago, and I had my first out-of-body experience spontaneously. And since then, there's a period where I was obsessed with learning about out-of-body travel and astral projection, which is the same thing. And... And I probably have had close to 100 out-of-body experiences um, consciously over the past year and a half. And that is quite a bit for most people. I mean, most people may have one or two in their, in their entire life. But for whatever reason, I kept getting them all the time. And I was able to, to explore in the out-of-body state. And you might wonder, like, well, what's the point of it? You know, like, are they even real? So this is something that you're not going to be able to wrap your mind around until you experience one for yourself. And in fact, you actually may have experienced something like this in your past. If you look back to any time you sort of felt like you had a flying dream, a lucid dream where you realized you were dreaming in the dream state, but you didn't wake up and you were able to manipulate or control the dream or even tell someone in your dream that you were dreaming, or maybe you were floating or you're running really fast, but you're taking really, really long strides or you were underwater and you were breathing underwater. Um, these are types of signals that you're in an out-of-body state. Whether you're aware of it or not is a different story. So imagine if you could get into that state consciously. The reason why they call it an out-of-body experience is because it literally feels like you leave your body, like some part of you, your consciousness, leaves your body and is now in this altered state where it's everything is visual, like it, it visually looks like the room that you left, that you fell asleep in or whatever and you're able to interact with it on some level. Now it gets deeper and deeper and deeper because as you shift your conscious awareness and you practice some of the tools that we learned in the workshop, you can expand your state of consciousness so you're no longer in an energetic duplicate of the room that you left, but you're on the astral plane. You're on the, the deep astral plane where you no longer have, or you, your, your form starts to change. You start to lose your body. You start to become identified with just a single point of consciousness, of awareness, and you can... You're, the way that you move around in that state is literally by thinking. You 
you think the location, you're there, you think the emotion, you feel it. I mean, you communicate through telepathy with the beings that you meet on the, on these different levels of reality. And what you're doing is you're actually taking your consciousness and going inward and inward and inward and inward to your core essence. I mean, your higher self, essentially, or your expanded or your core self. This is like who you are without all of the baggage and all of the thoughts and all the emotions and all the attachments that you have on in physical reality. This is like getting to your spiritual core. And so without any religion or without any dogma, without any intellectual knowledge, you can actually experience this stuff for yourself, come up with your own answers and have your own knowing about your truth, who you are, where you come from, what your purpose is here on this planet, answers to any question that you ever have about life and the meaning of life or anything you can actually discover through yourself. And that's probably my biggest takeaway through the whole workshop is trusting myself above any other teachers, any other books, or anyone trying to persuade you that they're right. You ultimately have all the knowledge and knowing intuitively. You just have to trust yourself and learn how to access your inner knowing. And so these are just meditation techniques to kind of gain access to your your insight that you already have. And so I'm going to tell you some of the things that we did and some of my favorite moments. I mean, there was a lot. I mean, it was such an incredible week. And so just, I mean, first of all, we had a whole bunch of techniques. We I think we did 24, 25 uh, different um, attempts to go out of body. And I had one out of body experience, which... You know, I think a majority of the people there, there were 24 people there. I think the majority of people there had at least one um, or something close to it. Some people had more. Um, But my out-of-body experience wasn't really that remarkable, but I got out of body and I went out the door and I wasn't in the Monroe Institute. I was actually in a room, a house that resembled my childhood friend's house. And when I looked outside, everything was kind of dark and moonlit colored and I was able to use the command awareness now to demand more clarity in my environment and things got brighter and more clear and vivid and I saw these little sparkles of light like little clusters of fireflies and I I mean I wasn't sure what it was whether they were beings or energy or something I was seeing but it was very clear it was like yellow dots of little fireflies that were continuously on quote-unquote in my environment around the around the room and then I went outside and they were still out there in little clusters and then I kind of got excited lost my conscious awareness and it kind of developed into a dream state where I became unconscious and I was interacting in the dream state without any conscious awareness that I was dreaming it I kind of mistook it for reality and it became taken for granted so to speak like most of your dreams that you have you don't realize you're dreaming it seems real until you wake up and you realize it was just a dream so that's kind of how things went but some of the techniques we learn are visualization techniques and relaxation techniques. You, it's like self-hypnosis. You can count down from 10. You're laying on your back in our little, they call them check units. It's just this very small room with a bed in it and speakers on your left and right and a set of headphones. And they guide you through the meditation with also some music and some audio technology and binaural beats to kind of synchronize your brain hemispheres. So there's all that technology involved with the guided meditations. And it's supposed to put you in sort of an altered state of consciousness. And the more you relax and the more you surrender, the more you will come close to the threshold of waking and sleeping. And if you can hold your conscious awareness when your body falls asleep, you'll feel sometimes a tingling of of a sensation throughout your entire body. Sometimes it can be really extreme or really light and subtle. That's what they call the vibrational state. 
And in that state, you can project out of body. Using your intention and your belief and your knowing, you can project out. That's the magical state. And then from there, the sky's the limit. I mean, it's infinity, the things you can do out of body. Um, but yeah, so this is... Um, I'm trying to look at some of my notes here. Um, some of the tools that I really got out of the thing were out of this workshop were what to do when you're out of body, because I typically don't have a problem getting out of body because it happens spontaneously to me. Like if I, as long as I kind of maintain a, a regular practice, these are hit and miss. They kind of happen to me or they don't. And it's hard to explain or, and you can't force it to happen. So, but when they do happen, <clears throat> I want to be able to prolong it and to journey and have adventures and to seek answers and to, to learn more about myself. So things like higher self now and or awareness now or door now or next level now, you can literally change the environment that you're in. You're essentially like tuning a radio dial to different frequencies and the, the dreamscape or the environment that you're around shifts to one that's more in resonance with where your state of consciousness is at. Now, I understand if that might not make a lot of sense to some people, and I, I totally get that, but that's kind of how this works. And the more you tune your consciousness to a higher frequency, the more inward you go, the closer you get to your core spiritual essence, the closer you get to your higher self, <clears throat> the more in a state of oneness or unity consciousness that you feel, or the more access to all of the knowledge of the universe you have. I mean, if you are a microcosm of the universe, you essentially came from the Big Bang, right? So you have access to everything within you, within your cells, within your atoms and molecules. Okay, and I know that sounds pretty, pretty deep. But anyway, so that's the practical thing. And the great thing about William, William Buhlman, the teacher, he just goes by Bill, um, Cause he's super, super direct. Like he doesn't give you any bullshit about what about any of the interpretations of the experience or any of the any religion or any um, woo woo um, mumbo jumbo. He's like, these are the techniques. These are exactly the things you can do. You have to practice, and you'll get it. And then you just keep a daily journal and you just keep at it. You find the answers for yourself. You keep going. Here's a bunch more techniques that you can learn if you want to try them. Some techniques work for you. Some don't. You know, another technique might be the the target technique. It's very popular. You sit in your, you lie on your back or you sit in a comfortable position. You get into a light trance through relaxation techniques. And then, and then you visualize a place that you're really familiar with, like your home. And then you visualize objects in your home. And then you hold your awareness on that and you can feel it and touch it in your mind's eye. You imagine it. You continue to hold your awareness on there away from your body. So then your body will fall asleep while your consciousness is kind of projected out in like in your home or whatever, whatever it is that you're imagining. Those are good ways to get yourself into the body asleep, mind awake state, which is allowing you to project out. So um, some of the things that I really learned through this, even though I had one out of body experience, I learned those techniques. But I learned above all is to trust my higher self. Like I got into a really, really, really great connection between my, me and my higher self, which is my inner knowing, my expanded, <clears throat> the bigger part of me that knows my purpose here and guides me through my life. If I can align myself with that, then I feel like I am living a life full of grace, magic, bliss, wonder, joy, 
And that's, to me, that's, that's how you know if you're living in your purpose. And if I was ever in doubt, I could just tune in and ask myself how I felt about it. What does my higher self think about this situation? And it was funny because I got to do a really interesting dialogue between my, me and my higher self. It was like my higher self was so much more chill and relaxed and almost everything I thought he just says, just relax, man. Just surrender. It's totally cool. You don't have to worry about it. You already know what you're doing. You got this. Trust in yourself. Just relax. This isn't a big deal. All those types of <laughs> responses I was getting, to, especially to my frustration when I wasn't having an experience. And the, another thing is I learned is I learned to trust more in my power of visualization and imagination. And this is really cool in this technique called the bouncing awareness technique where you you tune in your awareness to like your third eye area or which is like, you know, your eyebrow in between, right in the center of your head and their forehead between your eyes. And then you then you imagine yourself somewhere else like, um, well, just for instance, take your conscious awareness from your third eye to your knee and imagine being in your knee and then imagine being back in your third eye and then imagine being outside at your in your driveway then imagine being back in your third eye then imagine being in the door handle like those are all sorts of techniques and you're you're kind of tuning your consciousness to learning how to control it and and kind of locate it in different areas it's actually way simpler than it sounds you know how to do this already if you're listening to it i mean if i told you to picture an elephant in your eye in your mind's eye you could if I told you to imagine yourself in Walmart, you probably could. If I told you to imagine yourself in your heart, now that sounds a little weird. But take your awareness and put it into your heart. What does it feel like? Do you feel like it's like you can tell? You can pretend you're looking at your heart through your mind. So anyway, another and then my favorite parts though. Man, there were so many parts that were not just the out of body workshop, but just the people, the interactions I had and conversations, and there were. I don't even know where to start, but I've got a list here. So there's this one woman I met there. She was in her in her mid to late 60s, and we were having a conversation one time at dinner. And And if you remember from my last podcast, I mentioned that I was um, be, beginning to start getting interested in Tantra. Um, tantra is a, is a practice of sacred sexuality and spirituality, bringing your heart, your body, mind, and spirit in alignment and and bringing your sexuality in alignment with your heart and your and your spirituality. So I'm beginning to get interested in that. And we're at, at dinner, and we're talking, and she mentions Margot Anand casually. And I was like, whoa, 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 Margot Anand. I just heard her name three days ago from my hostess in my Airbnb in Asheville, North Carolina. She mentioned that I should really study under Margot Anand. So here I am at the Monroe Institute, this random woman who's attending the workshop with us, mentions her and I, and I ask her about her turns out she studied under her and she practices tantra herself with her husband and it's like okay wow okay this is like another sign from the universe another synchronicity here and her and I have great conversations she's telling me all about it and telling me how to get started and what I need to watch out for and, and who to trust and what to learn and and what I can expect and stuff that was cool too and then also um, another guy that was there uh, we were talking and he he asked me if I ever heard of the Mankind Project, and yes, I have heard of that, but I never really considered going. I looked, I saw it online one time, and then 
and back in February, one of my other friends mentioned it to me saying, hey, you should check out the Mankind Project. You should really go to one of their weekend retreats. And then this guy says, I really think you should you should check out the Mankind Project. You would love their weekend retreat. So he's like the third person that I've heard about this from. And I was like, holy crap, okay. So the Mankind Project is just like a, a you know, a worldwide or international, national organization for men that that helps men become more authentic in their masculinity and being themselves out in the world, release, releasing their fears, kind of a really good support group for men. And they've got chapters all over the country, and they've got this, like, new warrior training weekend workshop or something where you get together for a weekend and, yeah, have all these exercises that really open you up and help you release a lot of your fears. And it's pretty intense, and it seems kind of inspiring and challenging for me, and I, I'm very interested in going. So that's another cool synchronicity that happened. And there are two two different meditations that we did that really blew me open. One of them was called the funeral pyre meditation, and it had this chanting. And holy crap, this chanting is available for free on YouTube. I think the guy's... Ah, shoot, I'm going to forget his name, but I'll put it in the show notes. So this... It was a, a an imagining yourself burning, your dead body burning in a funeral pyre on the river. In, and it was an exercise in detachment. Detachment of your physical body, knowing that you are more than your physical body. Detachment of your material possessions and learning to let go. So as you're sitting there watching your body burn, you know, visualizing, imagining this and meditating on it, you really start to feel the sense of awe and wonder and beauty that you are you are so much bigger than your body. And then when the guy started chanting, it was like the power of his voice just entered my entire body. And I felt like tingles and, and shivers all the way up and down from head to toe. And I just started crying, like tears were streaming down my face that whole time. It was such a beautiful experience. And I mean, I'm just laying there in my check unit, like in this state of joy and I'm crying at the same time. It was just incredible. Yeah, and I could listen to that guy chant, and something about the tone of his voice and the note he was hitting was just like heading, hitting straight in my heart. It just opened my chest up. I felt it like this expansiveness. All right, and the, the other one was this heart-opening meditation. So anything dealing with the heart, I love this stuff. I, I've got a wide-open heart chakra anyway. Um, my heart because I'm so passionate and I, and I'm so, um, I'm, I can be very emotional and I can feel. So I, and I, I'm not afraid of love, as you know, in my previous podcasts and my, what I'm learning on this road trip, it continues to hold true. But the heart opening meditation, I was, I got this vision of me as an infant being held in the arms of my mom and dad. And you know, sure, we can do a lot of inner child work, and it kind of takes you back to early childhood trauma, you know, like maybe when you're a child seeing your mom and dad fight and then feeling like it's your fault and then internalizing that that guilt your entire life. This is like, I got to see the unconditional love that my mom and dad had had for me, and I felt it. It was like, I got to see their true, their true nature, 
the way that in my mind's eye, in my vision, it was clear. The way that they looked at me and held me as an infant, it was like a, a reminder and a surge of emotion, of unconditional love and pride that they had in me. It's like I knew that they were proud of me and I knew that they loved me, despite all their shortcomings and despite all of the, you know, the struggles and, and hard times that we had. Their love was there. And this this meditation helped me see that. But then... Then my meditation, or then the vision was kind of taken over. I didn't choose to imagine this, but it kind of took over. I had this vision of me in a casket at a funeral, and there were thousands of people there at my funeral, all sending me unconditional love, all feeling compassion for me and respect. And this really felt like a past life, because the way that the... It was like a coliseum or some sort of giant... Um, cathedral or something like that and and I was a a healer or a sage or some saint or something like that um, that everyone had respected and admired and I was dead dying in my casket and feeling all of this tremendous unconditional love and knowing that this is actually part of who I am in this lifetime and how I am creating my life and how it's inspired who I'm becoming in this lifetime and knowing that and feeling that just caused me to shed lots more tears of of inspiration and relief and joy and compassion. So that was pretty incredible. And through this, I was feeling my own unconditional love for myself. So from the perspective of my higher self or the the perspective of sort of the divine ultimate creator of this universal construct was looking down upon myself or the creation itself with unconditional love. So it's like, viewing myself from my higher self and looking at me on this earth and saying and feeling passion compassion and love and it's like all the mistakes you're making it's like bless your heart you're trying so hard and you're doing so great you know like you are so brave for being here on earth at this time and going through this the, the limitation that we chose to experience and the struggles that we chose to experience in this lifetime pretty profound so I didn't have an out-of-body experience, but those things are pretty profound in itself. And then there was this fire ceremony that we did. This was unexpected. I did not expect to do this. This wasn't part of my expectations. There was um, we, we had a little workshop on manifesting, the manifestation process. How does the universe work? And, and being, a, we, are all, we are all like learning how to be divine creators is is the gist that I got from my intuition and from this class. And, you know, we are constantly manifesting our reality, constantly. You know, everything that's in our life, that, that if you look around in our house, everything kind of originated as a thought form. You know, somebody had a thought that that's what created this, the, the material possession or the material item, and it entered your life somehow through some through the law of attraction. So if anyone has seen The Secret and, you know, or studied Esther Hicks or Bashar or anything like that, you might have heard, you know, like attracts like, you know, you attract in what your vibration is, all that kind of spiritual mumbo jumbo. But with the way William, the way Bill Buhlman broke it down was so incredibly practical and, and astonishing. I mean, because he goes out of body, he sees the etheric level of the reality construct that's in our, that's in the physical world. And he sees it. It's like you're a layer deeper and you kind of see the energetic construct of it and he was able to see sort of his 
okay, I'm not even going to go into it. It's actually kind of a long story. But long story short is he saw sort of his own proof of how the manifestation process works from having a thought form and how it becomes sort of a mold. And then the universe, it, it, it attracts stuff to it, to that thought form that kind of helps shape it and becomes until it becomes physical. <clears throat> and just for example, if you constantly have a thought of my life sucks, if you constantly think that, that's a that's like a little mold that attracts energy to it and validates and, and, and attracts, um, it continues to build until it manifests in the physical world. That And you see evidence for your life sucking, essentially. Like you attract more things into it that are negative. But if you continue to, to, to believe and feel that your life is awesome, you attract into it things that continue to build. It's, it's like a thought mold. And that's, what, that's a really powerful way of thinking. <clears throat> and so we did this fire ceremony where we each decided um, a couple of things that we wanted to release that were no longer serving us and a couple of things we wanted to attract into our life. And this is done through the power of intention. Um, we intend that these fears or these insecurities are no longer serving us. We are, we are declaring right now that they, we are releasing them and they're no longer <clears throat> here for us to deal with. And then the things we want to attract, we're saying, I'm open to receiving this. And then you set that intention and then you just know it's going to work for you. It's some, somehow, some way, it's going to bring this to you. And so the, some of the things that I chose to release were one of them was my fear of singing and, and my fear of, of, of worrying what people think of me. So singing is something I kind of want to try to do. I mean, I've written my own songs. I've played in several bands. I've sang in a couple of my own songs, but the, I don't put those songs out in public because I'm a little embarrassed. I'm too, I don't think I'm that great of a singer. So I feel like I can't do it. You know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not good enough you know, the typical cliche. So I wanted to release that fear. And I mean, before I even started writing it down, I already started feeling my fear becoming released. It was like, because I'm going to own it and declare that I want to get rid of this, It's it starts in motion, this process of the universe coming together to show me, to prove to me that my fear is released. It's kind of incredible. Like, and, the, and then the next night, it was very interesting because I found myself spontaneously in a circle holding hands, doing some chant. Um, I mean, it's kind of, okay, yeah, I'm here at this bizarre um, high weirdness retreat center. And we're holding hands and doing some chant, you know, pretty predictable, right, of a bunch of spiritual weirdos. But hey, that's exactly where I found myself. And I'm vocalizing, you know, with emotion along with other people, it's kind of a chorus, but I mean, we're doing it together. And I'm like, I'm singing in public. Like, holy crap, this is happening already. Like, so I don't know, I intend to be able to sing my own songs and perform them and to, you know, to get over the fear of what people think of me. And the, some of the things I wanted to attract were, you know, a partner into my life that I can experience, you know, transcendent states of love and ecstasy and bliss with to to um these the, to align my spirituality and my sexuality and to heal and to be feel safe emotionally and financially so I can continue to live my purpose and follow my heart. I want to be financially stable so I can do that. And so that's my intention is to put that out into the universe. Don't have any expectations exactly how it's going to be provided for me or what it's going to be, but I'm going to keep my eyes open 
for what inspires me and what I'm curious about. And that's my little thread that I get to follow. So when something comes into my awareness, like, hey, look, a third person just mentioned Tantra to me. I'm inspired. I'm going to follow that thread and continue to see where it leads me. You know, and it might be a scary place. Maybe I've got some insecurities there and fears like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen when we start talking about sex with other people in the room that are strangers? And I have to admit that I'm not very experienced or that I, you know, I've looked at porn before or like I'm embarrassed on the way my body looks, even though I'm a, I'm a pretty fit guy. I'm still got him still got insecurities about my body. You know, like I've got hair in places I don't want. I've got I'm losing hair in places. I wish I had hair. Okay, anybody anybody listening to this podcast can probably relate to that stuff. So I've got insecurities and fears, but it's like my heart is going to lead me in a place that's going to allow me to heal from those. And when I confront my fears in that way, surrounded by love and, and inspiration, it provides a safe place for me to confront those fears and allow me to get over them and experience more. You know, the ultimate goal is to experience more fulfillment in my life and to experience more magic and grace and and positivity. And so that's the that was the fire ceremony. We we took those. We created little um, I don't know what you want to call it, but we wrote down our intentions. We wrapped it in like a pine cone or whatever on a piece of paper. We tied it and we put it into a fire. And we we kind of expressed gratitude to the universe for providing it. And we put our intention there. It was such like a sacred experience. Everyone was quiet. We had the shamanic music playing. It was just just beautiful. I could feel the love that everyone was putting in there. And I felt like one with everyone in there and we were supporting each other. And it's just a great state of community. Then this other thing that we did was, was, was kind of terrifying actually. So one of the exercises, totally not expecting this, he called it faces. Essentially we had to pick a partner and then we were going to stare deep into that person's eyes for three minutes. And I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like, (laughs) <laughs> I just felt like fear go straight through me. Like I cannot stare into a person's eyes that I don't know of a stranger. Like I can barely, how can I do that? But there was also an inkling of curiosity and inspiration because I've already wanted to do this. Like that's kind of the, one of the things about Tantra. Like I love staring into someone's eyes of a person, of a person that I love and the person I care about. I can stare into their eyes forever. It's like you see their soul. You see so deep, but a stranger that's that's uh, pretty difficult. So admittedly, I'm mean, like, okay, I hope I get paired with a girl because I can easily stare into the eyes of a girl because I feel like I'm so enchanted by them. I can see their beauty. I'm a little bit disarmed. I don't feel threatened. I feel more safe and I can stare into the eyes of a female. But I ended up getting paired with a man and I was like, oh, of, of course, you know, like one of the things I'm scared of most here it is. The universe has given me this chance to face this fear, but I was like still jazzed inside. Like, okay, I could do this. I could do this. Like this was meant for me. I asked for this, you know, bring it here it is. And so I got paired up with a guy. First, we sat down across from each other. We, we, we closed our eyes and we, we were, we were, we were safe distance from each other. And, uh, Bill, the, the teacher guided us through meditation where we, pictured a castle with like a a wall around it and through his meditation he guided us to take down our walls to destroy our walls around our castle so essentially you're destroying your boundary and being able to let somebody in so you're taking your walls out you're you're letting your walls down and that's terrifying enough for some people right but for me i'm like fuck it yeah take down my walls like i want to do this fully and so 
then it came to the moment where you had to open your eyes and look into to the to the eyes of your partner and and my heart was just pounding and pounding and racing you know i knew it was going to happen but i'm kind of like psyching myself up for it like preparing myself like i can do this so i'm opening my heart up more and more and more the more i open my heart the more i feel love and acceptance for everyone and i don't feel so separate and i don't feel so protective of myself so i'm able to bring other people in the more i open my heart the more i can allow people in and so i opened my heart and opened my eyes and there he was he was staring back at me with such such sweet vulnerable eyes it was another man but i saw his vulnerability right away and it was like disarming and and beautiful it was like you could see his innocence and his friendliness and took all of that fear away from me and i don't mind him looking into my eyes because i'm trying i'm i'm accepting and i'm projecting love back to him and acceptance and we're both accepting each other we're both nervous we're both vulnerable and it was silent for like two minutes i think he and i think that he 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 canceled the meditation early than three minutes but but boy that was really challenging but then also like totally freeing you know i knew it would be so that eye gazing exercise with a complete stranger well not necessarily complete stranger we had kind of talked before we did this meditation you know we had seen each other back and forth around the workshop and stuff but essentially eye gazing with another man on I would never expect I would be in that situation, but we did it. And I think it's preparing me for the next part of my life, you know, preparing me to get into Tantra, preparing for me to, to continue to let my guard down and let my walls down and to be more open, which, you know, that's what I want to be. And, um, yeah, and that was, those are some of my favorite moments. And I, I want to leave with some of my, you know, takeaways here of this workshop. I trust more in my higher self. I already have answers within me. I know. My intuition knows. And my heart knows. So I just have more confidence in that, right? And then I'm continuously not afraid of love. Like people notice my patch. I kept I kept feeling this. Like if I follow this thread of love, unconditional love, passion, inspiration, curiosity, joy, wonder, it takes me it just that's where I, that that's the river that I want to be flowing in, so to speak. That that's where I want to go. I'm going to follow that, and then it, it it'll take me to challenges that help me grow, that I can get through because I'm being guided by love, and that's the that's the force that's gonna that can break all fear. And I left feeling with a more another greater feeling of community, of friendship with people. And we already started talking about setting up a retreat somewhere to reunite and, you know, and I mean, the people are so excited at the end of a conference or at the end of a workshop. So it's a lot of high energy. Everyone wants to stay connected. And I do realize that that energy dissipates over time as people go back to their normal lives and get sucked into their old worlds. But we'll see where that goes. And um, I feel empowered to go home and to settle back in. I mean, this is the end of my trip. I'm going home today. I'm actually parked in a parking lot in some place in Virginia. I don't even know where I'm at, but I, I wanted to stop and record this podcast because I got to post it today. Um, like I said, I'm doing it once a week now. But I feel empowered to go home and create and settle in. I want to like, I still want to create like a little clothing line or a, a line of patches or wearables, buttons or pins, posters or prints or cards or something for star seeds, for creators, for artists, for, you know, makers and mistakers alike. Like, I feel very empowered to create something physical like that. 
And then also I'm feeling empowered to create events and retreats, small, intimate little events or retreats in, in these different parts of the country that I've already, that I've networked myself through in my Starseed tour on my road trip. Going back to Sedona, renting an Airbnb, inviting a handful of people there, you know, 10, 20 people, and, and, and then building that con- sense of community and letting ourselves inspire each other and support each other's growth. That's something I feel passionate about. And I was already connecting with people at the workshop about doing something similar. So I feel like that is a, a thought form that is molding and, and beginning to manifest in the non-physical realms. And we're going to start to see it manifest in the physical realm as it gets out of my imagination and into the real world. And I plan on going to a Tantra workshop. Like I've already been in contact with several different people who are holding workshops. The Sky Dancing Tantra um, practice that's, you know, influenced by Margot Anand and and. Like I've I've been emailing back and forth with people and they're super kind and I'm getting a good response. I'm getting a good vibe that this is something I ought to do. And I'm, I also want to get back into dancing and drumming, you know, playing my music. And I don't know where the, how that's going to manifest because, uh, you know, I, I'm back home living with my mom and dad and I don't know how long I'll be there. I don't know how long it is going to be until I travel again. So... I don't know if I can get settled into a dance class once a week again or something like that, but I, I did choose to intend to manifest a group of friendly people that I can dance with on a regular pe- regular basis. So whether it's a breakdance crew or it's just a group of friends that, that want to learn how to breakdance or get together and dance every once in a while, we'll see. That's my intention. I'm putting that out there. And and I've also thought about taking a martial arts class, and this is something I've never thought about doing. But starting to, I'm starting to get this vibe. I had this weird dream that I like beat up one of my one of these like bullies in my life in this dream, and I felt so empowered. And it's like you don't want to fuck with me. Like, whoa! I woke up with that energy. That is pretty bold for for me, who doesn't really like to fight. But I'm starting to feel my masculine coming out, and like my, I want to be able to protect myself you know, and, and get more into my body rather than out of my body. So a practice like um, like Tai Chi or Qigong or something like that, get me more into my body and feel my energy and actually have more confidence in my masculinity and be more grounded. I think that's something I want to try. And then also checking out the Mankind Project, attending their new warrior training workshop weekend or something like that. So that's kind of my, my goals. So, um, I'm going to continue to finish driving back to my parents' house today. I'm actually Skyping with um, a Tantra instructor tonight. We're going to, she, she was down, she was interested in the stuff that I provide. So we're going to kind of co-help each other in this conference call. We're going to like, I'm going to provide her with some ideas and inspiration and she's going to provide me with some ideas and inspiration. And that's, we'll see what, what happens with that. And I'm going to continue to post my podcast every Friday and I'm super thankful that I get to be here and share from the heart my journey with you. And and I hope it inspires you on your journey, wherever you're at. And with that, I just want to say thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next week.